Welcome to Faith Bible College International's podcast, where we share spirit-filled preaching, teaching, and encouragement. For everyone living to make a world of difference in their life and the lives around them with the good news of Jesus Christ. Thank you, Pastor Ward, for giving me the opportunity to come and minister. Um, I would do what Pastor Ward did and call my wife up here, but she made strict orders not to do that tonight. <laughs> I said, you don't want me to have you go up and say anything, right? She's not tonight. <laughs> I don't want to put her on the spot. But my wife's here with me. Like you said, we got three children, and the grandparents offered to watch them tonight. And anybody with three kids, when the grandparents offer to watch them, they're going to watch them, right? So before I get into my message tonight, it really uh, spoke to me when they sang that song. I just want to speak the name of Jesus because tonight I'm actually preaching on what we speak. And I think a lot of the problem with a lot of people, I'm not going to say outside the church because we shouldn't expect any different from people outside that don't know Jesus. But a lot of the problem with a lot of people in the church is, is, is not what God did or the enemy did. There's too many people blaming God or blaming the devil. In all reality, we need to take, rea- we need to take responsibility over the words that we're speaking. And too many people are blaming, oh, God did, God did this or, or the enemy did this. We need to start taking responsibility for the words that are coming out of our mouth. So if you have your Bible tonight, we're going to start out in Job chapter 22, verse 28. I'm reading out of the New King James Version tonight. And just to warn you, I got quite a few scriptures tonight, but they're all going to tie in together. So bear with me. But Job chapter 22, verse 28 says this, you will also declare a thing and it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. I want to say that again. You will also declare a thing. And it will be established for you. So light will shine on your ways. And I've titled my message tonight, What Are You Declaring? And I really want you to think about this. Our words have power. And we're going to jump to a couple different scriptures tonight. So if you can go now to Proverbs chapter 18. Proverbs chapter 18, starting with verse 20. We're going to read 20 and 21. And this is a very powerful scripture that I think each and every person needs to take to heart. It says, A man's stomach shall be satisfied from the fruit of his mouth, and from the produce of his lips he shall be filled. Death and life. Death and life are in the power of the what? The tongue. And those who love it will eat its fruit. Now look, I know there's a lot of great teachers in this room tonight. And if Pastor Ward thinks by the end of this message I was off my rocker, he can never have me back again, that's completely fine. But what I believe God has placed in my heart for tonight, I, I, don't, I don't think it's wrong, and I don't think it's something that I, 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 I didn't hear right, because everything that I'm preaching tonight comes from God's Word, and if it's a promise in God's Word, then we can declare the promises of God. So we need to understand, number one, what it truly means to be kingdom-minded. What does it truly mean to be kingdom-minded? Now we're going to go to Luke chapter 11. We're going to jump around tonight. Luke chapter 11, we're going to read verse 1 through 4. 
Luke chapter 11, verse 1 through 4, it says, Now it came to pass, as he was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, that one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray. As John also taught his disciples, so he said to them, When you pray, say, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us day by day our daily bread and forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who is indebted to us. And do not lead us into temptation, but deliver us from the evil one. Now, if you look into this and you study this, the disciples asked Jesus to teach them how to pray. But what they were really asking, in other words, was Jesus, teach us how to pray so things will happen. Yeah, that's good. Teach us how to pray so things will happen. Not praying repetition prayers, but, but praying to see results of their prayers. How many here want to see results for what you're praying for? I don't think anybody here is saying, man, I, I'm, I'm going to pray for healing, but I don't really want to see it happen. <laughs> I'm going to pray for financial breakthrough, but I don't really want to see it happen. When we pray, we want to see results to our prayers. Jesus said, when you pray, pray like this, our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. So what is this saying? When we pray, we must invoke the name of Jesus. Yes. He says, your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. So this is going to be kind of tonight a little bit of like, kind of like slash teaching, preaching. I'm going to try to elaborate some with some stuff in here. But we need to understand the purpose. Man was created so that God's kingdom, which is spiritual, right, and in heaven would be established on earth in the physical realm through mankind, and his will would be done on earth in the physical realm as it is in heaven in the spiritual realm. What is being done in heaven? Look, there's a lot of things that we could teach on, a lot of things that we could talk about, what's going on in heaven, but I'm going to give you just a short paraphrase of what's going on in heaven. In Revelation chapter 4, it talks about the 24 elders and the beasts and the heavenly hosts that are worshiping God who sits on the throne. What's going on in heaven? Worship. Worship. God wants that to be done on earth in the physical realm. Okay, now watch this. We're not going to read all Genesis chapter 1. I'm just going to paraphrase this. When we read Genesis chapter 1, we're given the pattern of how we're supposed to operate in the physical realm as it's being done in the spiritual realm. In the first 25 verses of Genesis chapter 1, we find that God created everything by simply speaking a word. He spoke a word. God said, or in other words, our word tonight is declared, right? Let there be light, and God saw light. God spoke it, it happened, and he saw the results of what he said. Now, I know a lot of people automatically, when they start hearing stuff like this, they get turned off from this kind of message, and they talk about naming it and claiming it and all these different things, and they don't like this kind of message. But I'm going to tell you tonight, I would rather spend the rest of my life proclaiming and declaring the goodness of God than walking around and talking death over my life and everybody else's life. 
You don't have to believe it if you don't want to, but if God's word says what it says, I can stand upon the promises of God and declare his goodness no matter what's going on in our world. In Genesis chapter one, verse 26, it says this. Then God said, let us make man in our image according to our likeness. Let them have dominion over the fish of the sea, over the birds of the air, and over the cattle, over all the earth, and over every creeping thing that creeps on the earth. So what does this mean? He gave his creation, you and I, authority, the same authority he has. If, you're not, if you don't know this already, Jesus said we would do even greater things than he did. We have the same authority that he has. Authority over the physical realm. This is what this is saying. But there's an important note here. Everything in the physical realm came from the spiritual realm. Where do you find that? If you read Hebrews chapter 11, verse 3. It says, by faith we understand that the worlds were, the worlds were framed by the word of God. So that the things which are seen were not made of things which are visible. So this is what I want you to understand tonight, okay? Since the physical realm is a product of the spiritual realm, if you want to affect the physical realm, you need to tap into the spiritual realm. God created man in his image and likeness and gave him dominion over everything. Now if you read Genesis chapter 2, verse 19, it says, Out of the ground, the ground is what? The physical realm. Out of the ground, the Lord God formed every beast of the field and every bird of the air and brought them to Adam to see what he would call them. And whatever Adam called, or in our words tonight, declared, each living creature, that was its name. So what is this saying? Adam said it and it was established because he was given that authority. The power and the authority were in the words that Adam spoke. Words are powerful. Words are powerful. The devil wants you to believe that words will never hurt you, but the Bible says, like we read, death and life are in the power of the tongue. Look, we got so many people this past year that all they speak is death. All they speak is negative. But when scripture says that the Lord is taking care of us and whatever the devil meant for evil, God will turn around for good. And where the scripture says nothing is impossible for God, we as the church of Jesus Christ, no matter what we're facing, should be able to say no matter what, all things work together for good to those that are called according to his purpose and his plan. All things. So you know what that means? If you believe that scripture in Romans 8, 28, if you truly believe that scripture, you should be able to walk into any situation with joy, knowing everything's going to be all right. Words have the power and the ability to either make a situation good or make a situation evil. Matthew 12, verse 37 says, 
for by your words you will be justified. And by your words you will be condemned. There's power in the words you speak. Jesus was our example. Jesus spoke to the wind and the sea and it obeyed. He spoke to the dead and life was restored. He spoke to the blind and they received their sight. He spoke to the lame and they began to walk. He spoke to the sick and they were healed. He spoke to the water and it turned into wine. He spoke to demons and they had to obey him. He spoke to death in the grave and said, death, where is your sting? Oh, grave, where is thy victory? He gave us the example of how to declare a thing and it be established unto us. Too many people think that they can't speak to the spiritual because they feel they don't have enough in the natural. Well, pastor, I, I've heard people say before, well, I don't know how that can happen in the, in the spiritual when, when in all reality in the natural, this is what's going on or this is all I have in the natural. At the end of the day, it doesn't matter what you have in the natural as long as you know everything that belongs to you in the supernatural, in the spiritual realm, because that can change your natural situation. And I'm reminded when, when I say that of, uh, of Acts chapter three, when Peter and John went together to the temple for the hour of prayer. And the lame man was at the gate begging for money. Then Peter said what? Silver and gold I do not have. Now there's too many people in the church world that will stop right there and say, hey, I don't have this in the natural. I'm just going to keep on walking. But if you would just realize you may not have what they want, but you truly have what they really need. Silver and gold have I none. He said, I do not have what you're looking for right now. But what did he say? He declared, but what I do have, but what I do have, I give you in the name of Christ Jesus of Nazareth, rise up and walk. And because he knew who he was and the authority he carried, he declared a thing and it was established, not just for him, but for somebody else. Now watch this. If you read Mark, Chapter 4, verse 36 through 40, it says, Now when they had left the multitude, they took him along in the boat, as he was, and other little boats were also with him. And a great windstorm arose, and the waves beat into the boat, so that it was already filling. But he was in the stern, asleep on a pillow. And they awoke him and said to him, Teacher, do you not care that we're perishing? Then he arose and, and rebuked the wind and said to the sea, peace be still. He spoke it. Right. And the wind ceased and there was a great calm. You know, I, I, I know some people don't, might not agree with this, but I don't think all the time we have to wait for a word from God because if you, you don't have to wait for a word when it was already written in the word. Right. And too many people are saying, Jesus, speak to me here, speak to me here. And he, he already spoke clearly in his word that you carry the power authority to rebuke whatever the enemy has thrown into your life I don't have to wait for a word when it's been written already it was already said and it was already established I just have to believe in the promises and the word of God he said peace be still and the wind ceased and there was a great calm but he said to them why are you so fearful 
Why are you so fearful? How is it that you have no faith? Now understand this, he rebuked the disciples because they had the power to do the same thing. But they didn't put that power into action. You know, you can read a verse over and over and over and over. And this never hit me until this week. They had the power and authority to do the same thing, but they didn't put it into action. Too many people are where they are today because they actually have the power and authority to do what Jesus wants to do in their life, but they will not put it into action. They're where they are today and they're remaining where they are and they're continuing to speak. Woe is me or you don't understand my situation. I don't have to understand your situation. I don't have to understand what you're going through. I understand what God's word says and he's the one that'll bring you through. What you speak. So many times in this life we're beaten and battered by the storms of life and it seems as though like the disciples were crying out to God and asking the question, do you even care? Has anybody ever been there, honestly? God, do you even care what I'm going through? Do you even care if I live or if I die? We cry in desperation, Lord, help me. And I can just hear him shouting back, I've already given you. I've already given you the power. I've already given you the authority. Where is your faith? He gave it already. And when I read this, I'm also reminded of Moses in Exodus chapter 14. If we read that, verse 13 through 16, it says, And Moses said to the people, Do not be afraid. Stand still and see the salvation of the Lord, which he will accomplish for you today. For the Egyptians whom you see today, you shall see again no more forever. The Lord will fight for you. Can I tell you this? There's too many people, and there's probably too many people here tonight just saying, oh, the Lord will fight for me, or the Lord will fight for you. And in all reality, he's already given you what you need to fight the battle right now. The Lord will fight for you, and you shall hold your peace. And the Lord said to Moses, why do you cry to me? I want you to think about this. Why do you cry to me? He says, tell the children of Israel to go forward. Why do you cry to me? But then he says, but lift up your rod that God had already blessed. God had already touched it. Moses had a bunch of excuses and Moses didn't want to do it. But you know what? He offered what he had and God touched it. He had a staff and God used it. He said, lift up your rod and stretch out your hand over the sea and divide it. And the children of Israel shall go on dry ground through the, through the midst of the sea. Why am I reminded of this scripture? Because God already gave Moses the power and authority to do what needed to be done. He already carried it. You already carry inside of you what you need. We talk about greater is he that's in me than he that's in the world. Do you believe that? We talk about uh, the same spirit that raised Christ from the dead dwells within me. Do you believe that? If you believe that, you already carry inside of you what you need. You already carry inside of you what you need to do, what needs to be done. You just have to declare it. If you read Mark 11, 
verse 12 through 13. It says, now the next day when they had come out from Bethany, he was hungry and seeing from afar a fig tree having leaves, he went to see if perhaps he would find something on it. When he came to it, he found nothing but leaves for it was not the season for figs. Now, a lot of people just stop here, but if you really study this, when it says it was not the season for figs, this simply means that the harvest time for the figs hasn't taken place yet, which means there should have been figs on that tree. And in response, Jesus said, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. He spoke it. Now catch this, because the tree didn't do what it was supposed to do, or what it was appearing that it should do, Jesus said to the tree, or he declared, let no one eat fruit from you ever again. And you know what? The disciples heard it. Can I tell you this? When you declare something, it's not only for you, but other people are listening to the words that come out of your mouth. The disciples heard what he said. If you read Mark chapter 11, verse 22 through 24, so Jesus answered and said to them, have faith in God. For assuredly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, says, whoever speaks, whoever declares, to this mountain be removed and be cast into the sea and does not doubt in his heart but believes that those things he says will be done he will have whatever he says now can I clarify this for a moment for some people this isn't some magic wand thing that you fly around and think just because you say Jesus name you're going to get whatever you want I know some people don't like this let me tell you this Because if it's not in the word of God, and if it's not in God's will, no matter how much you invoke the name of Jesus, he'll never give you something against his word and against his will for your life. That's why it's so important to be in tune with God in a relationship with him, spending time with him, so you know the will of God, and then you know how to invoke the name of Jesus. Jesus said it and it was established. They saw the results. Jesus was letting them know that the power is in your tongue. In your tongue. You have the power to declare a thing and it be established to you. Now look, I know last year when I was here, I did an afternoon chapel. I was a lot longer than this. I was well after the bell rang, but there ain't no bell tonight. But you know what I said? I I felt like the Lord said to me, he wanted to do more also than just have me preach. And I don't know who's coming back. I don't know how this works. If somebody can come come back and play, I don't know if that's on, but I don't have the authority to do that. But if somebody can come, make it happen. Awesome, that'd be great. Come now. (laughs) (laughs) Declare it. A lot of people think this is a pretty much a a simple message, but if it's so simple, why don't we comprehend it like we should? We say we believe what God's word says, but yet we still walk around focused on everything but God. 
Well, Pastor John, you don't understand what I'm going through. Pastor John, it's, it's been a rough year. We're focusing on everything negative and not speaking life into the situations that surround us. So with all this said, I've come to declare some things over the school and over you. Are we playing yet? I declared it. What's going on? <laughs> I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding. <laughs> what are you declaring? I believe 2022 could be your best year yet if you would start declaring the right things. Start declaring godly things over your life, over your situations. Look, I've seen people spiritually since 2020 started. Not to go down that road, it's a long one. But since all that started, it was like before in 2019, they were way up here, spiritually. And then all this junk happened and now they're down here wanting nothing to do with the things of God losing their faith, doubting not where they should be why? because they believed the lie of the enemy they started also talking death just like the enemy instead of saying you know what shut your face devil I'm going to declare the goodness of God over my life and over my situation I declare that this altar is holy ground. No longer will people just come because the service is almost over or somebody just gave an altar call, but they come and lives will be changed here. I declare that healing will be done here. Just because you're in Bible school doesn't mean I'm not just talking physical. There's going to be things in your life that you need healing from. Yes. Healing will be done here. I declare that restoration will be done here. I declare that this year, through your faithfulness and through God working in mighty ways, that broken families will be put back together in 2022. I declare that broken hearts will be restored. I declare that financial breakthrough will come and take place in your life. But with that comes obedience. I won't preach on that, but you get what I'm saying. I declare that this year through your faithfulness that souls will be added to the kingdom this year more than any other year. I declare that there's going to be a new thing going on in this place and in your life that's never happened before. I declare that this year you will not be afraid to step out in faith. I declare that new heights will be accomplished in your life. I declare that the chains that have been holding you back will be broken in Jesus' name. No longer having to live tied down to the death that the enemy has tried to trap around you. But you can have those chains broken and declare, I am free in Jesus' name. Speak it. 
I declare overflow in your life. I declare new levels of spiritual excellence in this place and in your life. I declare a new level of intimacy with God in your life. I declare there's gonna be a new release in your praise and in your worship. I declare that you will be blessed more this year than any other year. I believe God desires for something powerful to take place in your life that has never happened in your life before. But you know what? You gotta forget the former things. Too many people are stuck back there. And I believe God's saying to a lot of people, if you would get your focus off what's behind you and start declaring for what I'm gonna bring into your life in the future. New things. God gave us the power and authority to declare a thing. And I declare for this school and I declare for your life that greater things have yet to come. I declare that this year will be your best year yet. What are you declaring? What are you declaring? I don't know if Andy Dreyer's here or not, Brother Andy Dreyer. I don't think I see him here. But I remember one of the things he always said, it doesn't have to be eternal to be divine. I don't have to preach all night to get this point across. What are you declaring? I know what's going on around us. I might not know specifically what's going on in your life, but I know the enemy wants you. He's out there seeking whom he may devour. And you know who he's easily devouring? Those that are continuing to speak death. who are continually to, continuing to speak what the enemy wants them to speak. Why? Because you remembered a couple of years ago, last year when I spoke in chapel, I talked about distractions. And when he gets you distracted, it's easy to start speaking death. But you know what? We also have the power and authority to rebuke every thought that comes in that's not of God. You can get up tomorrow morning and you can say, well, today's just gonna be a bad day. Today's just gonna be a normal day. I, I, I don't know if my situation's gonna change. This is just the way it's always gonna be. Or you can declare when you get up tomorrow morning, I declare that this day I'm gonna be blessed. I declare I'm highly favored. I declare the blessings of God, not just in my life, but in everybody's life that I encounter today and lives will be changed today. Declare it. Pastor John, you don't know what's going on in our world, but I, I know exactly what's going on in our world, but I know he has authority over everything going on in our world. Pastor John, you don't understand who sits in the office. I know who sits in office, but I know who sits on the throne. Can somebody say amen? I know in whom I believe. You just have to declare it. What are you declaring? Think about that in your life. Up to this point, have you truly been declaring the things of God? My situation don't look good, declare. 
that there's going to be a turnaround. My finances don't look good. Declare, as I'm obedient to God's words, God's going to bless me above and beyond more than I ever even had to begin with. Pastor John, my physical body, my physical situation doesn't look good. Look, scripture says we shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. You can declare a thing and it be established unto you. Let's all stand. Can I encourage somebody, somebody with this and I feel like I need to say this. You're never going to be able to strongly declare the things of God if all you do is hang around people that don't. You're never going to be positive in the kingdom of God if all you do is associate with people who are negative in the kingdom of God, supposedly. One of the best things I have found when I'm, when I'm down in the dumps or I feel like things aren't going right, I got plenty of people that I can call. I have plenty of people that I can get around that will help me declare the goodness of God. Sometimes you just need help declaring the goodness of God. So get around people that are gonna help you. Not discourage you, not, not keep you down while you're there, but say, hey, let me help you. I wanna help you declare the goodness of God. Yes, you're called to work out your own salvation with fear and trembling, but you're not called to walk this journey by yourself. You need godly people that will help you in your relationship with God. Let me tell you this, just because in your, you're in Bible school doesn't mean everybody's godly. I know. I've been a student. But you know what, looking back, if I didn't involve myself around some of the stuff I involved myself around, and I was smart enough to involve myself around things that I should have involved myself around, I probably wouldn't have been in some of the situations I was in. Is it okay to be honest? You're all looking at me like, I screwed up many times. But you know what? When I started getting around people that helped me, encouraged me, and helped me declare the goodness of God, my life turned around. And I would not be where I am today if it wasn't for some people that have stepped into my life. One of my, I'm not trying to call him out, but one of my biggest encouragers is sitting in the back and I'm not ashamed to call him out. Pastor Matt Bagley from Pittsfield. Let's give him a hand. I'm not trying to put him on the spot. But there's been plenty of times when I've called him on the phone or he's called me and I've just let him have it. And what I thought and what I was going through. But you know what? He reminds me who I am. What God has intended for me to do. That I'm anointed and that God has called me. And when you have people like that in your life, let me tell you what, it's a whole lot easier to declare the goodness of God. Get around people that will help you in those situations. Because I'm not going to discourage anybody and I'm, not trying, and I'm never going to sugarcoat it. There's going to be times after you graduate here and you're in ministry where you're going to need other people. 
But you know what? I've had to come to the point in my life and in ministry where there's just some things you can't control. You know, scripture talks about to strip off every weight and sin that entangles you. Do you understand there's a difference when it talks about the weight and sin? The weight might not necessarily be sin, it's just something in your life that isn't necessary. And you might have some weights in your life and when you start declaring the goodness of God, in return, God might also show you, well, maybe you just gotta release some of these weights that are in your life. Or the sin too. Because let me tell you this, just because you're in Bible college doesn't exempt you from the temptation of the enemy. That's why you need to continue every day to speak life and declare the goodness of God so you don't have to fall into the traps of the enemy. What are you declaring? I don't know what they got prepared to sing or what they're gonna do, but I really believe that some time needs to be spent at the altar declaring the goodness of God. Maybe it's physical, declare the goodness of God. Speak to your physical situation. Speak it. What they say, silver and gold, I do not have. But what I do have, and I want to remind you tonight of what you have. You have the power and the authority to declare a thing and it be established unto you. So as they sing tonight, as they continue, I want to open these altars up. Can I do that? I want to open these altars up. And if you're here tonight and you've been, you've been walking this journey and you feel like, oh, I've just been speaking death and I need to change that. I've been just focusing on the world and I need to change that. I've been just focusing on my situation and I need to change that. I don't want to focus on the situation. I want to focus on the solution and declare the goodness of God. And if that's you, as they sing, I want you to come right now. I'm declaring it. Get out of your seat and come to the front and spend time with God and declare the goodness and his blessings and his promises over your life. Thank you for listening to this podcast. If you would like to know more about Faith Bible College International, please go to faithbci.org. And find out how you can enroll in our programs or partner with our mission. Again, thank you for listening to FBCI Podcast. Join us next time for more teaching and encouragement. Remember, you make a world of difference. 